Podcast, happy new year. It's 2020. 27 days in. And it's been an interesting year so far, uh, to say the least. Lost a lot of people. Um, 
and it's only 27 days in you know personally and just in the overall atmosphere of things um, you know obviously rest in peace to Kobe uh, who passed yesterday uh, January 26th Uh, crazy crazy man Uh, rest in peace to Mr. Ekpe um, my dear principal and math teacher from high school from middle school actually um really cool guy you know what I'm saying um really passionate about what he did which was teach mathematics and really just kind of lead children you know what I'm saying to be the better versions of themselves really and truly man um he was actually buried on the 26th um in the morning January 26th yesterday um so yeah it's it's a lot man and um I think, um, well, my next, the next season that we have coming up right now for FYI, for the podcast, it's going to be really centered around mental health. And, um, we're going to look at it from women's perspective, men's perspective. It's going to have some different people on here, man, just speaking on it. Uh, I think we need to have more conversation about that. And, um, not only just conversation, healthy conversation, because, you know, there's a lot of conversation going on. But healthy conversation, not so much. And when I say healthy, you know, we can explain that from here until. So we'll just wait. <laughs> Let me just wait um, until we get to that to that um, bridge. But today, man, I just wanted to like really kind of just talk about what Kobe meant to me. Um, and it really started... When I was around eight, nine is when I started like really getting into basketball. This was like 1998, 1999. Um, I myself had started like loving the game personally. And as a kid, you look, you know, to sources of inspiration to, you know, to help you want to get better at whatever it is. And at that time for me, it was basketball. And um, remember, I used to start watching games. And he had gotten drafted, of course, in 96. So he had played in the league for a little while already. Um, And uh, 99, of course, is when he won his first chip uh, with Shaq. For the the first chip of the three-peat and his first chip. So I had just really started catching on when he started, like, hitting his stride, becoming a superstar. Um and yeah man like there was something really magnifying about dude like there was something different there was something and at the time i had like another favorite player too iverson was like a favorite player of mine too um the tattoos the crossovers you know the the unique look and 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 just being himself that was that was awesome to see as for kobe of course people drew the parallel and of course you know Kobe, Michael Jordan, you know, the movement, the body language, the jump shots, turnaround jumpers, fadeaways, you know what I'm saying? Even if Kobe was doing it his own way, obviously, you know, it was kind of directly linked to Michael Jordan. And as Kobe started winning and as the game started to develop, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, just was kind of blasting him about, you know, yo, you know, Kobe's 
trying to be too much like Mike or whatever, but I just saw past that. I just saw that this dude, whenever I watched him play, I just knew I wanted to go shoot some basketball, like, no matter how young I was. And as I said, I was around eight, nine at this time, and I would go out on my porch and just shoot after a game. And, um, of course, as he won the third championship, um, yeah, at this point now, he's a bona fide star now, right? Shaq already called him the most, the best player in the league at that point. You know what I'm saying? Um, Shaq was the most dominant player. They were the best duo, I think, of all time, still, honestly. Um, and I don't really think there's much debate, <laughs> per se. But, um, yeah, so now we in o- we are about 2 now. I'm like preteen, 12, going to 13 now. I'm really taking the game serious. And um, this is where, like, of course, there was a situation now where, like, Kobe and Shaq splitting up, you know what I'm saying? This And this was, like, big news for us. And people like, oh, if Shaq's gone, you know, the Lakers are done. And, um, yeah, we had some bad years for a long time, uh, of course, you know what I'm saying, for the next about six years, I think. I think it was about a six-year drought, you know what I'm saying? You... Man in school, like, going ready to go, you know, literally ready to knuckle up because niggas, you know, Kobe's selfish, Kobe's this, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Kobe can't win. He couldn't, can't win without Shaq. Um, of course, there was a, there was this narrative that was being painted. <laughs> um, and once again, I'm, I'm in the Virgin Islands. I'm in St. Croix where the favorite player, obviously, for obvious reasons, and as he should be, is Tim Duncan, um, who's the greatest power forward of all time, and straight from catching his rest, St. Croix. Um, so yeah, so there was a, there was this thing where like, I was this Laker fan and I stood up for this guy, Kobe, um, who had his ups and downs and his pitfalls, you know what I'm saying? And I, for some, I'm just staying by this dude. Cause once again, he's just motivating me on different levels at, at this point now, middle school, going into high school, like, you know, Oh, three to like, Oh, seven, I graduated Oh, seven. Um, from high school, so in between there, we just, it's just the Kobe show, because we don't have a good team, um, you know what I'm saying, he's playing with the Smush Parkers of the world, the Kwame Browns of the world, um, but he's getting numbers, right, in 06, I think he averaged like 35, so you know, there was a lot of buckets being handed out, of course, um, he had a few, um, records in between there um he had that uh you know going into 2007 he had those four that string of like four 50 plus game uh 50 plus point games where he just he's going i mean everybody's getting it portland is getting it um i think uh timberwolves was getting it um man i mean everybody was getting buckets uh mavericks he scored 60 and like three quarters, 60 and three quarters, he didn't play the fourth, you know what I'm saying, um, dude was just, like, dude was just on another level, and yeah, it was like, it was his individual statistics that people were like, okay, you know, yeah, he's doing this, but he, he's not winning like he used to, so now he knew that, and he's hearing all this noise, and he's, he's like, trying to figure it out, and of course the the whole thing about being a great leader is you got to figure it out. You're not you can't you can't 
um, motivate everyone the same way. You can't, um, you really can't, you can't address people the same way. You have to cater to people and know what works best, especially if you are a leader. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible task and it's not easy to be able to motivate people and make them want to do this, want to do that, make them want to get on the one page for one common cause. And of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, as we all know, like every day we have to figure out ways to like reinvent ourselves. And, um, I feel like that's what Kobe did, especially when he went from like eight to 24. I think that's when he crossed that bridge where it was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I got all this individual accolades right here, but like, we're not winning for real. Let me figure it out. You know what I'm saying? At that time he had some, you know, people were coming out on teams and, you know, some people loved Kobe, you know, some people were like, some teammates would just die, die for Kobe, you know, and there, there were others who couldn't take the heat who couldn't take what he would ask of them. Um, and really, I guess, you know, couldn't take that, that mentality and that, 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 that will to win, um, that Mamba mentality. So let's go back. So we, so we back in 06 and I'll never forget. (laughs) I'll never forget, man. Um, Kobe 81 points, man. Kobe's 81. Uh, I'll never forget. I woke up that morning getting ready for school. I'm in the 11th grade and, um, (laughs) you know, sports center is on and all you're saying is Kobe Bryant scores 81 points against the Toronto Raptors. Kobe Bryant scores 81. Kobe 81. I'm like, wait, I'm going berserk because that night I've, I didn't watch the game. So I'm waking up sports center. I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't wait to get to school. Right. We head into the bus. I stop at um for those from St. Croix, um and, and and specifically from the Glen area, Morgan's, um the convenience store. That was like my bus stop, um so my bus stop was right there. So we would go to Morgan's and get like a newspaper, get some snacks for school, whatever. And um I got the newspaper and right on the back of the St. Croix Avis was like Kobe with a turnaround jump shot, um in the one of his turnaround jump shots for his of of his eighty one. And um, with the pro trolls, he had on the um, he had on some pro trolls, I think, um, some Kobe pro trolls. And man, I I bought the newspaper and I headed to school, and I'm talking shit like big shit on the on the on the um <laughs> on the bus, man. And then I get to school, and of course now I'm showing my basketball teammates like, yo, I tell y'all it's Kobe, it's Kobe, dog. Like y'all tripping, bro. Like. Y'all talking about these other players that y'all ain't getting. Everybody's like, like, wow, like 81. You know, of course, some people are like, man, you know how selfish you got to be to like score 81 points? Of course, that's the narrative. The narrative was like, Kobe didn't like to pass. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kobe, Kobe just want to shoot the ball, shoot the ball. And a lot of that, that's why I used to gain like arguments with niggas about. Because it was like, like, what are you, what are y'all not seeing, bro? Like, where, y'all don't see this greatness? Y'all talking about this man selfish? Like, this nigga's getting buckets, dog. You know, you feel me? Like, come on, man. Like, let's let's stop let's stop the BS. This nigga is getting buckets. 81. <laughs> 81 points comes and goes. And I feel like at that that point in time, that's when like slowly, of course, 06. Now going into like 07, 08, right? And at this point now, Kobe is we're finally kind of getting back in the swing of things now because 08 is when we we actually went 
two, we went against the Celtics and lost. Right? We lost and we got, we got close because I was like, of course, we had gotten Gasol that year. I think we traded, um, I think we traded uh, crappy Kwame Brown <laughs> and some other little, little pieces for uh, Pau. And um, yeah, at that point now, we just tasted like, okay, we got that close. We definitely feeling it again. Laker Nation, you know, the energy is back. And we got to go figure it out. We got to go back and do this thing all over again and get closer and try and win this chip. So now, oh, 08, oh, 09, um, I'm in St. Thomas at UVI. Uh, shout out the Bucks. Um, shout out UVI for working out, you know, giving kids free education you know i'm saying the first hbcu to do that that's that's huge that's major um yeah man like it's 08 we get to the finals again we meet up with the magic 0809 of course the 0809 season and um yo like we win and kobe did it Without Shaq, of course, he had a new, a new, you know what I'm saying, a new unit, Lamar Odom, Paul Gasol, like, but we lit, Lakers back, right, because that's all we're accustomed to, we're accustomed to winning, we're accustomed to, like, being on top, the Lakers are a global brand, for obvious reasons, the magics of the world, <sighs> like, those Lakers show days, you know what I'm saying, championship after championship, you can't do nothing but expect not to win. We have to make as people, as individuals. If you want to be great at something, there's a choice that you have to make. We all can be uh, masters at our craft, but you have to make a choice. What I mean by that is um, the inherent sacrifices that come along with that. Family time, hanging out with your friends, being a great friend, being a great um, um, son, nephew whatever case may be there's sacrifices that come along with making that decision so you grow up expecting to win excuse me and um because it's just the culture it was the culture of the lakers you you you, you understand like that's just what we knew so now we win the chip in 09 and then go back to the final the next year Against the Celtics who beat us in 07. And anybody who knows. Know that that's arguably the biggest basketball rivalry. Lakers-Celtics. Lakers-Celtics. Magic Bird. Like. This is generational. This is passed down. This is handed down. And. um, We go back and. The Celtics was, I mean, they were, they were rough riders. They were like trying to bully us because, of course, they beat us before. So, you know, they had Ray Allen, KG, Rondo, Paul Pierce. They had a, a nice little squad, and we battled and won that year. And like, we won back to back. Like, the feeling of like. Going back to back, it gave you that nostalgia of when we went, you know, had that three-peat. As I said, when I was nine years old, I'm seeing the Lakers go 99, 2000, 2000, 2001, 2001, 2002 in a row. 
And to have that feeling again and to see that Kobe is like emerged after like all the shit he'd been through, self-inflicted or not, you know what I'm saying? And then get into this level again, back on top of the mountaintop, you know what I'm saying? You couldn't do anything but like just take it all in. It was it was it was an energy that was unmatched. And um of course, like Kobe after that didn't win another one. Of course, he started hitting the decline, started like, you know, um, you know, body started breaking. I mean, he played 20 years, 20 years, 20 years and a lot more basketball than that, you know, including Team USA, including, you know, from high school, going straight high school to to the pros. That's a lot of wear and tear. And even after that championship year, he still averaged like 27, 25 like 27 and then you know like around 2013 that's when he got injured the first time like the first significant injury of course he had that um achilles tear that was that was crazy because at that point now we recognizing like oh man like kobe's looking like a mortal and and that was that was it was scary and was like shocking because it was like we knew him as a hero our whole lives, and the Mamba mentality was a real thing. Like it wasn't something that was fleeting. Like to put your mind to something with the ultimate focus and determination, blocking out everything around you to like accomplish this goal, was what he really imparted to me. Yeah, the basketball stuff was cool, but. This nigga was like an assassin. He he had laser sharp focus. And um remember when he tore that Achilles and I just and you know he I don't know if y'all remember that, but he like tore the Achilles, went to the sideline, hobbled back on the court, hit his free throws, then like hobbled back to the locker room. Like that took like a crazy level of 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 just being locked in. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people wouldn't I mean, and not even that they should. A lot of people wouldn't wouldn't walk back out there because you're significantly injured um so that was the type of of resilience you know what i'm saying and 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 the mental toughness that that kobe really had um and that shit is just wild man that shit is really wild that i'm like i'm even we're even having this conversation um and this really is for me man because like yo yesterday was like really it was crazy, like, for different reasons, as I said earlier, you know, rest in peace, Mr. Ekpe, just, like, a wave of emotions, man, and as men, you know, we don't really dig into emotions too much, you know, um, and I can't tell you the last time I cried like that, like, for real, for real, like, wailing, just like, man, like, that, this is a crazy world, life is really borrowed, and, you know what I'm saying, just knowing of somebody who, who, like, really who the only celebrity I've honestly ever looked up to. Like, like I'm not a dude who just like kind of like looks up to somebody and like attaches myself to them. Um, and that was the only person from, as I said, nine years old. So that's a long time. I'm 29. So 20 years. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. And really, we have to be able to like dig into our emotions. You know what I'm saying? Not being afraid to just Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, you know, let it out. You know what I'm saying? That's a, a real issue that we as men have. We hold, we hold a lot of things in and then we implode. 
or explode. And um, a lot of it is just because a nigga just won't take the time out to like really address what he's feeling. And that's a real thing that needs to be looked at, right? So back to Kobe. So now Tears Achilles comes back, balls, and then we get to 2016 where... At this point, he knows, like, man, it's it's not the same anymore. Like, you know, I'm still, I could still go maybe one more if I wanted to, but my body's really like, hey, man, we could do, we could use less, you know, what I'm saying less of a beating, and we could transition seamlessly to this retirement thing. And I'll never forget, man, he retires and scores sixty the last night. Scores sixty. Hasta la vista. Like, like, put a stamp on the whole thing. Some people wouldn't be able to score 20 in their last game. Some people, last game comes without them even knowing. Next thing they know, they're, they're retired. Like, for you to be able to put a stamp like that on, on your legacy, it showed the consistency. It showed, it showed that the hard work really did pay off. It became muscle memory. It became... It became something that he literally locked into. And um and to see him put up 60 on his last game, man, it was it was the perfect ending. The perfect ending. And um just him being able to to to, to leave on his own terms, be respected by his teammates, respected by the league, then transition out of basketball to the world of media to the world of entrepreneurship and you win an oscar within a year of you retiring incredible unheard of actually he might have arguably been the smoothest trans you know transition from from sports to post sports life that we've seen so far and 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 his ability to like use that same mentality that we keep talking about to to not even you know okay we're not in basketball anymore i'm in this world and still use it in this world and it'd be effective for him showed that it was bigger than basketball and um yeah at the end of the day he recognized that it was bigger than him bigger than basketball he started giving back at a high level, you know, started his Mamba Academy, um, being a, a tangible open door to, to younger players who look up to him, training them and, and giving them that attention and that big brother energy that that we all seek, right, as men. Um, it showed that he really was happy. He was He probably wasn't the happiest he's ever been. And that was in post-basketball life. Something that took up more than half of his life. Doing one thing. And becoming proficient at it. Putting in over your 10,000 your 10, hours. So. As I said, man. This, 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 this podcast today was like. Really for me, like this shit is like therapy. I just wanted to like really just talk about it out loud. And hey man, if you want to listen, cool. But I, I just want us to like really look 
and it's not just Kobe. It's, it's we have signs every day that like life is too short, and that life is not our own. We're on borrowed time. All these isms that I can give you, but for real, like on a real. If if, if there's one thing that I said today that I want y'all to remember is that maximize your 24 pun intended and i i got that from a a a dude named nick um maximize your 24 hours and by that and 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 by that i mean like yo be the best you could be every day leave yourself a legacy that people that that when it's when it's when when your time is come for you to go the world stops. The world has to take a breath. Whether they liked you or they didn't like you. They just knew like what you meant to the world. And you, the legacy that you left, left on the world. And, 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 and once again, it has to do with the next generation. Don't be afraid to impart what you have. It, it could be something small. It could be a word. It can be... It can be a, 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 I don't know. It can be financial. It could be, it could be whatever. But don't forget about the next generation. And I think that, with him being a father, a husband, a coach, because he started coach coaching um, Gigi's uh, team. Rest in peace to Gigi as well. That's even that's the even crazier part about this whole story and and her teammate and their parents and all that man. But him t- being tangible to the youth. Is really what took him over that that next that that hill, you know, along with his legacy of of being excellent, like at what he did. Let's not forget the youth. Let's not waste any time. Let's give people their 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 flowers while they're here, you know. As Jay Williams said in a very passionate um interview yesterday, when he found out, let that shit go. Whatever you have with that person man because life is too short and we really need to be able to to find ways to let go and that goes for me there's there's stuff that i i'm sure that i need to let go and i know that i need to let go and it might not be like tangibly like it might not be like affecting me in real time daily because i might have shoved it under a rug but like it's a real thing if you can't have a certain discussion with somebody or if you can't you know come to some type of common ground and understanding like you know what i'm saying so i i challenge all of us to like try to maximize whatever time we have left you know what i'm saying i love everybody man um show love inform inspire interact with the next generation and let's keep growing and leaving a legacy that we'll we'll be proud of even after we're gone y'all be easy peace How fast 20 years went by, man. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. And uh, I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. Diehard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So, to be drafted and then traded to this organization.
to spend 20 years here. I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. And I'm more proud, I'm more proud of the fact that not about the championships, but about the down years. Because we didn't run. We didn't run. We played through all that stuff. And we got our championships. And we did it the right way. And uh, all I can do here is just thank you guys. Thank you guys for all the years of support. Thank you guys for all the motivation. Thank you for all the inspiration. And, uh, you know, what's funny, <laughs> the thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball. And on the last night, they're like, don't pass it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys, and uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family. To my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And, uh, what can I say? Mama out. Yo, man, thanks for tuning into my podcast. Please don't forget to review, rate, and share. That would help me out a lot, and it helps get the platform bigger and better. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at FlyYoungIntellectual, at FlyYoungIntellectual. Hit me on Twitter, at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore F-Y-I. Connect with me, man. 2020, we're doing bigger and better things. If you really like the platform, tell somebody about it, man. Until next time, peace.